Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. Hi, I'm Becky Vivi, and this is Reset. The presidential election is only 51 days away, and because of the pandemic, more people than ever are expected to vote by mail. President Trump is filling speeches and tweets with claims that voting by mail is, quote, fraudulent in many cases. Election officials across the country from both parties are pushing back, saying these claims are baseless. Now, robocalls are blanketing states like Illinois and Michigan. The calls are targeting communities of color and spreading disinformation about mail-in voting, like this. Mail-in voting sounds great, but did you know that if you vote by mail, your personal information will be part of a public database that will be used by police departments to track down old warrants and be used by credit card companies to collect outstanding debts? If you weren't able to hear that clearly, it says if you vote by mail, your personal information will become a part of a public database that will be used by police departments to track old warrants and also used by credit card companies to collect past debt. With misinformation a major threat to our election system, we reached out to Jim Chilson. He's the Managing Communications Director for the Citizens Utility Board of Illinois. He says most robocalls are for or against a candidate. But this is something completely different, and in his words, more sinister. In a year when the entire nation has been forced to, you know, face uh, systemic racism, you know, these robocalls are taking advantage of people's, you know, legitimate fear and mistrust of the criminal justice system to deny them to vote. Usually, you know, they're trying to get money or personal information. And this one, you know, is trying to, um, you know, take away a civil right, you know, tricking people in. To, to not voting. Um, so it's particularly sinister, I mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm. Has the Citizens Utility Board seen calls like this in past elections, or are these sort of new this year? Well, I think this angle is is new, but I think that there's a long history of trying to disenfranchise people through disinformation. Unfortunately, you know, this is a common thing. I think what's interesting is, you know, the, the robocalls seem to be a social document in that they reflect uh, what's going on. You know, earlier in the year, the concern we had was that there was a lot of health-related uh, robocall scams, things about, you know, cures for COVID-19, mm. you know, information like that that was going out. And again, the the motivation was to try to get people's personal information or their money. And now we're seeing, because the election is nearing, um, you know, it's heating up, that we're starting to see, you know, uh, these types of robocalls. And are you tracking and sort of categorizing the types of calls you're aware of that people are getting? Do you have any numbers for how many people have gotten calls related to election mail-in voting? Not specifically about election and mail-in mm-hmm. voting, but overall, it's a sad fact that, you know, robocalls have actually been down this year um, compared to past years because of the economic slowdown Mm. um, that has caused a dip in that. But I mean, you know, there were 3.7 billion robocalls uh, in August alone, and that was only 1% up from July, but that's still a huge amount. About 40, 44% of those are scams, are actually scams, which is a huge number. And uh, another, you know, 15% are um, telemarketing Again, they're trying to get your money. And if they you haven't given their consent, consent, 
they're illegal. Those calls are illegal under robocall laws. Mm -hmm. So um, what we're seeing is, you know, typically people trying to take advantage of, of what's going on in the world to get um, more of your money. So this is just, you know, it's a new angle, but it's something that we see every time, you know, when there's an election. It seems like they're targeting certain demographics. Is that correct? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, these these calls were definitely, you know, Alderman Dowell here in Chicago, you know, <laughs> said that this was definitely, you know, targeting uh, the African-American community. And, you know, what we often see is that it's seniors, people on fixed incomes, people who live in low income areas and c communities of color often get targeted. I mean, it's the same type of thing. We deal with a lot of electricity scams, door to door electricity scams. And those um, communities are often targeted. You know, the people that can least afford to pay more on their utility bills are targeted for these scams. And the same is with these robocalls is it's often people, you know, who are in uh, tenuous situations or they have a fixed income. And when they get a robocall that's talking about their financial situation, they're stressed about that, and they're more vulnerable to getting lured into something like this. And I think it's always playing off people's fears. So yeah, the, the, the recurring theme is that seniors, people on fixed incomes, people in low-income areas, and people in uh, communities of color often are targeted. Right. Well, and that one that we heard was mentioning, you know, going after you know, credit card companies could go after old debt. Um, oh. You mentioned Chicago Alderman Pat Dowell of the Third yes. Ward. She represents much of the South Side. She did post a, a photo on her Facebook of her caller ID that she right. had received a call from somebody named Jack Berkman. Who is Jack Berkman? Could you yeah, this talk is, to us about him? This is a really interesting wrinkle in this case. Is um, There are these two right-wing operatives who are known, have a long history of uh, spreading falsehoods and hoaxes about uh, people who they perceive as being enemies to uh, to President Trump. And so they have a long history of, of doing these types of scams. I believe it was Berkman's cell phone number was on the caller ID. So they've been identified as being connected with these calls. However, they've been interviewed. The Washington Post and several organizations, CNN, interviewed them, and they completely deny that they were part of that. And in fact, one of them said, why would I ever put my, my cell phone number, you know, on the caller ID there? And so they've denied that they're part of it. But, you know, they do have a long history of, you know, just spreading just awful, you know, falsehoods about, uh, about uh, you know, partic in particular, the, the Democratic Party and, and Democrats and people they perceive as being enemies to President Trump. Hmm. Is it possible to track and find out who is behind these calls? That's part of the difficulty with uh, these robocalls is that it can be very, very difficult to uh, track these calls. It is so important that if you get information about, you know, a robocall that you, you know, um, I think Alderman Dull reported it to the Chicago Board of Elections. That's good. But also, you know, I think when you get a, a robocall that's questionable, reporting it to the FTC, reporting it to, um, you know, Attorney General um, uh, Kwame Raoul's uh, fraud hotline. I think that's all of that is is very important, but it is very difficult. The Wall Street Journal just came out with a story that said a lot of times these scam calls, in particular social security scams, mm -hmm. where um, they try, they're, again, they're trying to get your personal information. They say, well, there's a problem with your social security. Your identity has been has been compromised. Please call this number. And then you call that number and they basically do everything they can to get your personal information. Hello, this call is officially a final notice from IRS, Internal Revenue Service. The reason of this call is to inform you that IRS is filling a lawsuit on your name because 
You had tried to do a fraud with the IRS Internal Revenue Service, and we are taking a legal action, and we are issuing an arrest warrant on your name. A lot of those calls actually originate uh, overseas, the Wall Street Journal reported, and so it can be very, very difficult to try to trace them. So what they're trying to do now, federal authorities have been going after smaller phone companies in the United States who help transfer those calls from that foreign source to a bigger telecom company, and then the bigger telecom company usually, you know, completes those calls. But it's a tangled network. It's very difficult to try to police this. And that's why I think these robocalls just don't go away. Jim, you mentioned foreign actors, foreign interference. The 2016 election was also mm-hmm. proven to be rife with disinformation campaigns targeting voters to sway mm-hmm. the election. Um, U.S. intelligence agencies reporting countries like Russia and China. How would a caller know or uh, somebody know if they're getting a call that could be misinformation or actually legitimate? Are there are there specific clues um, or a tip sheet you could provide that would help people identify those clues and know that it's a scam. Yeah, it is a very difficult. And, you know, uh, experts have said that because people are so paranoid about robocalls, you know, we have right now, we have this important job of, of contact tracers to try to, mm-hmm. you know, find out where, um, you know, uh, how much, you know, COVID-19 has spread from somebody you know, who contracted the virus. And people are so paranoid about robocalls that they're not picking up. They're making that job of contact tracers to be much more difficult. And actually, there's a scam out there, a tech scam that actually is connected to where they're, they're claiming to be contact uh, tracers. Wow. And they're asking for all this personal information. I mean, just terrible, sinister stuff. But I would say, you know, a robocall is any type of automated call that as a, a dialer, you know, that can dial up, you know, thousands of numbers a minute. Right. And There's not another you get human. It, <laughs> There's not a human right. on the other line. I mean, anytime you see a, a call come over that's a suspicious number that you don't recognize, you know, you should be on alert. I should say there are good robocalls and there are bad robocalls. We have already established that over half of them are either telemarketing calls or scams. So there's a lot, there's a lot to be wary of. But you know, there's there's calls coming from your pharmacy. There's calls coming from my kids' school that I'm always appreciative of. You know, uh, announcements that that I need to hear, that parents need to hear. Those are good robocalls. But a lot of times, if you get any type of automated message, I know when I get any type of automated message, I am just very wary of giving out any personal information and said, in in fact, you know, you shouldn't answer those suspicious calls. And if you do pick up, you should just hang up immediately. Don't try to talk. Don't hit any buttons. Even if that button says, press this button to, to unsubscribe from this call, that could be a way of finding out that there's a live person at that number. And then, you know, hitting you with more calls. Now, there have been studies out that saying, saying that that doesn't impact how many robocalls you get a recent study out of North Carolina State uh, North Carolina State University but I would say anytime it's just a good rule to not engage with a robocaller right. um, you know use your voicemail to screen calls because of the trace act which is federal legislation that was passed a lot of the major carriers have come up with ways to combat these calls and will actually give you a warning. I was and then, gonna, you know, yeah, I was going to ask if there's a way to avoid getting the calls in the first place. I mean, it's a good yeah. recommendation to just not pick up. But if your phone's yeah. you know blowing up, can you? Is there a way to block a number I, or block these from coming in? What are the options? There's, yeah, there's a lot of great free services out there. Um, called Nomo Robo is one example. Mm. There are services offered by your phone company. You should always call, but. I have a very uh, simple uh, way of dealing with it is that just use your smartphone's do not disturb feature. 
you know, you can set it up so robocalls go straight to voicemail, um, but you receive calls from friends and family. I think that's one of the best ways. It's always finding out what's best for you, but that's one thing that I've found that has been uh, really helpful. But there are, you know, other ways. I think everybody should join the do not call list. I know robocallers find a way around it, but good robocallers are on the do not call um, registry. And so you know if you're getting a robocall, that should say to you that that's an illegal robocall, most likely because they're getting around the do not call list. So I think joining the do not call list, but also using your smartphone's do not disturb feature is a really good way to deal with it. Right. And the Citizens Utility Board has specifically developed a robocall guide. Um, Where can people find that? And what are some of the top recommendations that you haven't already mentioned? People can go to citizensutilityboard.org. It's a free guide. And it's at citizensutilityboard.org. We've actually got it up on the on the homepage today. Always your first step. If you're really bugged by by the calls, you've already tried your do not disturb feature for your smartphone, is always call up your company, find out what free services it offers and even what paid services and see if you'd like to take advantage of any of those. Like I said before, a Nomo Robo is a is a great third party app, but there are it's not the only one. There are many different third-party apps. We, we mentioned them in the robocalls guide. One of the worst uh, targets of, of robocalls are people without smartphones, unfortunately, with just telephone landlines. And those people, unfortunately, have the, have the least amount of options. But what we often tell people uh, is what um, a CEO of one uh, company that fights robocalls tells his mom is to just get a good, good old-fashioned voicemail machine right. and just screen your calls. Unfortunately, that's where we're at. The laws are getting better. The technology is getting better. But a lot of times, you're fighting a battle on your own and seeing what's best for you. Yeah, you mentioned that a lot of this is going to um, people with landlines, but also with people with smartphones or cell phones, there's robo-texts. So what, oh. do, what do we do about robo-texts? A lot of times what these texts are trying to do, and this is that, that call tracer scam, is it often is through a text. It'll give you some um, um, information that is I- incorrect, and it's going to try to get you to click on the link. Don't ever ever click on a link. That goes for email also. Don't ever click on a link because it's probably um, malware, some type of software that's going to try to um, rob you of your personal information, cause all kinds of trouble for you. So don't ever click on the link. It's just best to just ignore uh, texts like that and don't uh, and don't engage. Again, the, the, the rule is, the operative uh, word is just don't engage with these callers or texters or emailers. All right. And quickly, what other issues should voters keep in mind ahead of the 2020 election? Because these will probably ramp up in the next month or so. One thing we tell everybody is that, um, you know, there's just a lot of fear over information. If you get a robocall that's telling you something, verify it. You know, if you get something about about um, voting, call up the Board of Elections. Find out if that's true. Call up the Attorney General's office and say, here's what I got. Is this true? Always go to the source. I think, you know, um, knowledge is power. That's something we tell people over and over again. And it's just so important that if you're having, don't react to something you get via text, email, or a, a robocall. Always go to the source and try to find out for yourself, you know, what the truth is. And unfortunately, that's the situation we're in, is that we're going to have to be um, very careful with, um, you know, what information we take in and how to assess that information. That's Jim Chilson, the Managing Communications Director on the Citizens Utility Board here in Illinois. Jim, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. It was enjoyable. And that's today's Reset. For more great conversations like this one, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast 
or tell your smart speaker to play WBEZ's Reset. I'm Becky Vivi. Thanks for listening and come back tomorrow for another Reset from Chicago's NPR news station, WBEZ. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts.